Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Mac and Bone with you, 9 o'clockers. Welcome to the sports soiree, ladies and gentlemen. It's good to be back here, man. Good to be back here. Um, uh, Great to af- have you back. After get- Well, thank you, Flounder. It's very nice Kinda, of you. Yeah. Good to be back with the boys. Flounder, did you like your increased airtime yesterday, Flounder? That's a lot of airtime available. I can't it's- say I hated it. <laughs> what, would you, what would you equate it to in sports, Bone? When I leave the Mac and Bone show, it's kind of like Carmelo taking a night off back in the day. Like, there's a lot of shots available. <laughs> like Julius I mean, Randle being out of the line. ball hog. Yeah, the, here's the uh, – we're going to peel back the curtain a little bit here. With you, we have to figure out how we can get out on time and if there's enough time to fit in all that you need provided. When you're gone, the strategy and game plan changes of what can we do to get enough for this segment – because we've got to make up for you. It's not like, Mac, we're, we're trying to figure out, do we have enough here for 10 to 12 minutes? When you're here, we have to figure out, is he going to go 10 to 12 minutes too long for a second? How do we <laughs> cram 30 minutes of takes into 12 yeah. minutes? This is the, but, but here's the deal. I mean this truthfully. There's no way to replace your energy. There is, it's a human coffee bean, baby. I make my own energy. <laughs> there you go. Can't do the same show. But I thought we did fairly well yeah, yesterday. We can replace he, that, man. We brought is, on John Ellis. That was our guy who replaced the energy. And then, yeah, the rest of the time, we were just filling the airspace. This, this is the key to getting 30 minutes in a 12-minute segment. Talking fast like this, you got to just talk fast like this, and you scream it out, then you'll get it out very fast. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Why do you think I talk like, so dang fast? Like, see, how do we match that? I'm like the Micro Machines guy, I man. Gonna I got to get it out. Is your broadcasting Wait. idol the Micro Machines guy? Oh, of course, of course. Legend. Legend. How, uh, how much do you think you could talk in a row without being interrupted? Oh, you've probably done it when you hosted by yourself. Well, yeah, I did solo shows. Solo shows that sometimes involved very little calls. I've done those back in the day when I was young and stuff. Maybe when I was older. I don't know. Remember when our former uh, co-host, Sandy Penner, would brag about his radio days, Mac, when he would be talking on the air and answer the phones with his feet at the same time? That was what he bragged about? He'd be he talking. had to do the answer. Yeah, he had to answer the phones. Screen the calls and do the show all at the same time. So he would he, just. He said he'd pick up the receiver with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's old school radio, baby. Like, I respect that. That is grassroots, like small market radio when you're capable of just doing everything like that. By the way, if you're wondering why we're still talking this much about this topic, we're waiting on Ashley Westwood to give us a little jingle here. He is the captain for Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC opens on Saturday night at home. Um, they've been playing pretty damn well defensively, at least. Um, I still think they could use a piece or two in the attack, attacking mid and or wing, um, especially probably, probably wing and or attacking mid. But they've they've four straight clean sheets, Boney. They haven't allowed a goal. They didn't allow a goal the whole time they were in California for, mm. the, for the Coachella Valley tournament. So that's different than last year if they keep that up. I, I can't help but laugh every time the term clean sheets comes up. I'm sorry, I can't. I know it's a term for soccer. <laughs> Shutouts, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate Shutouts it. is what I'm going for there. 
but anyway, I still want to see additions. I got two DP spots available. It sounds like the kid from Columbia. It sounds like that's that's not going to happen until the summer at the earliest. Based on what I was reading uh, yesterday, it sounds like he may wait on the summer to get offers from Europe and weigh them. Through. But you can't say David Tepper's not trying and Zorn's not trying. They offered that kid Bone from Nor. It was playing in Norway, the Danish midfielder. Yeah. They offered him like I think like almost ten million dollars. Offered the team about ten million for him in a transfer fee. This one with this kid Rodriguez from Colombia, they offered over twelve and a half million. These are huge transfer fees for MLS teams. They're trying to spend the Tepe bucks. It's just not yeah, working. Getting aggressive. I have a question back when it comes to Ashley Westwood. Uh, where is he right now? Is he coming on? I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, here we go, baby. Oh, yeah, we got baby. him. We got Always him, believed. How Always dare. believed. How dare you doubt the captain, baby. I call him Westwood One, man. It's my guy. <laughs> I told Bone earlier the captain's coming on, and Bone thought Derek Jeter interview was booked. He was very excited. Because I got to tell you, we were running out of salt time, man. <laughs> no, I was already. My segue was going to be, we're talking one version of football. Let's go back to the Carolina <laughs> Panthers wide receiver search. That was getting ready to be my little uh, I never segue. gave up. I never gave up. We were going to talk about Dave Meggett's career at one point <laughs> as a giant. All right, let's bring him in. Captain of Charlotte FC. Home opener. They they open up the whole stadium as they've done for the two previous openers, where they had ginormous crowds. Fifteen dollars to get in, man. This is a great thing to do with your family or with the fellas on Saturday night. You know the atmosphere is going to be cranked up, and a man that will also be cranked up. He plays emotional. He is Ashley Westwood, the captain of the Charlotte FC squad, and he's nice enough to join us here a few days out from the season opener. Ashley, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Good morning. I'm very good. How are you? We're doing good, man. What's up, man? We're doing good. So we were talking kind of about your preseason. And one thing in watching these matches it, what that, that we noticed is defensively it seemed to be really sound at the back. And I feel like last year there were times, times with leads, where the defense would spring some leaks. Is it is it safe to say? I mean, I know it's only preseason. So you tell me what it really means. But it looks like... On the back end, there you guys are improved from last season. Uh, yeah, obviously the new the new gaffer's come in and he's set us up. We look hard to beat now, which is which gives you a good foundation. If you go into a game knowing you can keep clean sheets, you just have to nick one goal. So that's that's one thing he's, he has changed. Like I said, over the, when you look at preseason, we've looked very comfortable in our games. So it's uh, it's been a very positive preseason, and I'm excited for Saturday now. What makes you most excited about playing for Dean Smith and his style? Just this, this, the whole aura he brings to the football club. He's just been, he's been magnificent ever since he walked through the door. Obviously, I don't know him. I never knew him personally, but when I spoke to people back in England and they just had nothing but praise for him. So he's come in. The minute he walked through the door, he's been exceptional. He's, he's got a chance to build this club of what he wants. And like I said, he's, he's, he's made a great start to life at Charlotte. That's for sure. Yeah. I do think like we're sitting here, we were just talking about, Hey, are you know, they're going to make, you got two DP spots available. Or are y'all going to make additions? But I will say this, Dean Smith is an addition that shouldn't be taken lightly with his coaching background. I, I want to ask you, like, how would you describe the way y'all are going to play this year and the system that he wants to play with? How does it compare to last year? The way y'all play? What's different? Uh, I think that we're going to be more. We're going to be in a mid block. He likes a mid block, and then to win the ball and give strikers space to run into when we do win the ball. So that'll be something different to sort of hit teams on the counter attack. And I think it will suit Enzo a lot. I think I think Enzo's going to thrive this year. I'm really excited to see how he does. So, and, uh, so less, and I think it was, less possession, we're just, we're a lot harder to beat. 
less possession, though, than last year, you're thinking? He's not said he wants less possession. We're just going to be more organized without the ball. And I think when we win the ball, he wants us to attack fast. But if we can't attack fast, then he wants to keep the ball as well. So we're going to be a bit of everything. So that's exciting. Okay. Ashley, how impressed were you with the, the Charlotte FC fan base last year and the environment they create game in, game out? Or excuse me, match in, match out. It's uh, it's incredible. Obviously, my I know I come here. I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, it was a new club, but uh, it's it took me by surprise. The fans have been amazing. The way even I I always go back to the game last year. It was a Wednesday night, midweek. It was raining, and we still have thirty thousand there. It's it's phenomenal. It really is phenomenal, and the energy they bring. We need to us as players now need to take that on, and we need to give 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 the fans something back. We're talking with Ashley Westwood, captain of Charlotte FC. He's talking about the great crowds, and he knows great crowds. Growing up playing the game in England and having played in the Premier League and the championship there in England. Ashley, you're here in in the U.S. What do you think? Like, we're an American sports talk show, right? So we're talking about the Panthers and the Hornets and you guys when the season starts. I'm a big soccer fan, so I like to, to talk about you guys and the live experience of being there at these games. But what do you like? Like, do you like watching the Panthers or the NFL? Is basketball, uh, you know, good to you? Baseball? What do you think of the American sports? What have you taken to? We absolutely love it. Whereas in England, it's all—it's basically just football. You've got yeah. football. Some people like cricket and rugby, but it's not big. But here, you've got everything. And obviously, we—we've got our own owns the Panthers, so we get to go to them games. But we love the basketball. We've—we've we've been to baseball, so we—we're fully embracing the American sports. And it's every every time you go to a, a sport and event, it's. It's a show, and they, you do it right over it. That's one thing. Because y'all, y'all over there, like, there's a lot of y'all in England. Although I guess you're in America now, so I shouldn't y'all you about England. But there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of people over there that frown on American football. Like, I listen to one soccer like pundit right over there because I like listening to him talk about soccer. But he calls it catch. I don't understand this bloody catch. You know what I mean? Like he like hates football. Like let's leave the let's leave the accent for our guy Ashley here. <laughs> that's true. Why am I doing that? That's with Ashley nothing here? like Ashley. Yeah, Westwood. That's an insult, to Ashley. I'm sorry about that attempt to do that accent. <laughs> but like, <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that you kind of embrace it. It seems like some people don't really take to the American sports over there. No, and I think they can't. I think the English can't get their heads around stop to start. I think that's one thing that they can't. Mm. And then as soon as it's on, they can't get into it. But I know a lot of people that are a lot of the lads I played with are, are big NFL fans. So it's I think once you watch it you, and start to understand it, it's an incredible game and what what they what their bodies go through. I I don't know how they do it. They're, it's crazy. They're phenomenal athletes. Actually, we have Jessica Charman on every Friday of the uh, Charlotte FC Radio Network, and sometimes when she's in town, she'll bring us some foods from England that she wants us to try. And I got to tell you, it doesn't always go too well. She brought us some marmite in here. Um, <laughs> that, that, that affected us for most of last season. Uh, is there an American food or something over here that we're into that you look at and say, how do they like that over here? So I tried the shrimp and grits and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't take to it. No, oh, I, no. I I Oh you too, really? Yeah, I've said it before I on feel here. Bad, I feel bad for saying it because that's the staple food and I, it's just 
it's just something I can't get my head around. I don't even love it either. And they tell me that I should, you know, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a good Southerner. They, you know, I get all kind of insults thrown, you know, go back <laughs> to the North. So, but I'm serious. I don't like, like the shrimp and grits is all right. I just don't love it where it's like an institution here. I, I want to eat shrimp and Marmite. That's how much shrimp I like. <laughs> I want to ask you about your fire on the, on the field or pitch, whatever we're going to call it. Um, because I like I like that fire that you have. You're not afraid to speak up if a teammate's in a dispute, if a teammate like the other day, even in a preseason match in sunny California, the other day, Nathan Byrne gets, you know, running too pretty hard and you're over there and you got something to say. Have you well, always been my voice? I respect that. That's your guy, right? Have you always been like that? Like you got a little bit of an attitude on, on out there? Or is that the captain duty? You see it as like, I'm wearing the armband. I'm the guy that's got to go over there and, and get in these guys' faces. Uh, I think it's always been in me. Like, I've <laughs> never been off the, off the field. I'm not, I'm quiet. I'm quiet. I'm, I'm, hopefully I'm easy to get on with. But once I'm, once I cross the white line, I don't know, it's like something changes. It's, it's strange. Even my wife, my wife says, like, when you're on the pitch, I don't even know you. You're always moaning. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, a, I'm a referee's nightmare, so I've got to be careful this year because there's some new rule changes. So I've got to be really careful. Oh, jeez, oh, we don't need we don't need Ashley Westwood getting yellows oh, for just do, performing his captainly duties. This one, this one, uh, when Enzo had all the referee stuff. <laughs> is, I heard a, I heard a report. I heard a rumor that Enzo is trying to focus less on the referees and complaining. Is that possible for him, Ashley? I need to know. I think I need to learn as well, so we'll both learn together. <laughs> Help each other, man. Help uh, each other through. All right, brother. Well, hey, it was a blast to talk to you, man. You do seem, you do seem like a nice, kind, awesome lad off the pitch, but we want to see that dark side of you on Saturday night. By the way, watch Ashley and Charlotte FC home opener. Amazing atmosphere. They're opening up a whole stadium, $15, gets you in to the stadium, as little as that. Ashley, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Get there and support us on Saturday. It's going to be a good one. All right. I'm looking forward to it. There you go. That is Ashley Westwood, Charlotte FC. If I could have an accent like that, where would my wife go? What level would I be at in life? (laughs) Everything else is the same. You could be the same person. You throw that accent on top of everything, you're on a different level. I you did the accent. Australia. Not yours. You tried to. I am mine's. Yeah, that's no one's digging You tried that. to English out English uh, accent. Awful. The guy that has an English accent. I don't know why. I, try, I tried to like join him, and it's like I can't. This, like him trying. This to would do. me. This would be like me trying to out Southern Larry McReynolds on an <laughs> interview. <laughs> I know my role, man. I'm not going to do that. By the way, not the same, but a similar, at least to us, a similar accent. Rejoining the show on Friday, Footy Fridays with Jessica Charman is back. And she asked, am I going to be able to goof off? Are we still going to talk about silly things that don't involve soccer? So she is coming back, Bone, not intending to only talk soccer she, on this re- show. So she she's re- asked that question for the second straight year. <laughs> yeah. I, I, she, and she's always so concerned about the fact that we're going to tell her you have to be serious. No, no. In negotiations, I said, well, we can always just put Willie on twice a week. And immediately she agreed to come back on That's the right. show. That's right. She <laughs> thinks the nine o'clock hour is like the blue hour. She wants to be at nine. Was it nine or nine twenty-five? Nine twenty-five. You get away with more in that hour. I don't know what she's thinking this hour it, is. Because the text. Remember, when she stays for the text segment, yeah. and I'm like, that's kind of a silly segment. So she thinks the whole hour is silly. She may come on, and it. <laughs> she may not be prepared to talk serious soccer at Friday. At she thinks it's like the midnight hour of TV when no one's <laughs> no one's watching. You can just cuss freely. Extra crude, Jess. Watch out, man! Your dump button flounder. <laughs> when we come back, our second Ashley of the hour. It's the Stro Show. Ashley Strowline, NBC Charlotte gives us her reaction 
to William Byron's win at Daytona yesterday on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. If you missed the Ashley Westwood interview and you're a Charlotte FC fan and you missed part of it, check it out. Flounder will podcast the interview later. The 9 o'clock hour will go up later. If you missed our Panther conversations about the worst media person criticism of Bryce Young ever from one Craig Carton who said he will be in the UFL. That's how far he went. Uh, Check that out. Our conversation about would you be willing to trade Brian Burns if it meant you had the you had the you know draft ammo to then trade for a stud wide receiver like a Metcalf or an Ayuk. All these conversations. Check them out if you missed them on the podcast WFNZ.com, Apple, and Spotify. Right now, though, uh, this is also a segment bone that many people will go back to. Many Stro fans want to go back if they miss. The Stro Show live on the Mac and Bone Show, 925 every Tuesday. And Stro joins us here on the Mac and Bone Show with a weekly appearance. We always are very anxious to see what type of Stro do we get. Wake us up before you Stro Stro. Stro, <laughs> Stro what's up? What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. It's like the Ashley hour. First it's Ashley Westwood, and now you got... Ashley Stroline, I mean, there you go. That's true. Anybody know a third Ashley for the last segment or no? I'm, I'm, I'm ta- we're taking that. You'll be able to find out. some Ashleys. The, it, the name kind of popped off for, for my uh, generation there. I'm sure you can have an Ashley call in if you really need one. Okay. Yeah, if, you're, right. if you're named Ashley and you want to get on 945, let us know. What's 704-570-9610 to WFNZ FanDuel text line. What the heck? All right. So, Stro, um, I know you, uh, you love racing. You cover a lot of it. And I know you know William Byron. You've covered him. You've talked to him, you know, and have a relationship with him. As You know, it's friendly. How happy are you for him to win the Daytona 500 after his past struggles at super speedways and in the 500 particularly? Um, what did you think about that last night? Well, always going to be happy for, for Willie B and our Charlotte native. I mean, uh, if you saw him at the end of the race there when he was doing his post-race interview, I mean, he's like, I'm just a kid who basically grew up doing – you know, eye racing, right? His story's so unique yeah. and so crazy that he, that's how he learned and, and got into the game. And I mean, you couldn't have kind of written a better story with it being 40 years at Hendrick Motorsports. You got Mr. H there and Jeff Gordon there. And, you know, Willie B drives the 24 car now. And, and so to get the win for Mr. H, I think makes it even more special. And, and Williams really found his stride. I mean, these last few years, you look at him last year, he was a championship contender and, uh, I know it was, you know, obviously heartbreaking to come up short in Phoenix, but then you start the season, 
Now you're Daytona 500 champ, so um, I'm sure he's definitely going to be riding that high for for the next little bit. But but always happy for for any of, of you know the folks that I know on a little bit more of a personal level to to get a win. His family's great. Mom is awesome. I don't know if you guys saw the the cutaways there. Yeah. Um, yeah. in victory lane and you could just tell mom was so so proud of him so so certainly happy for willie b in the 24 team and and overall a, a good race and just happy nascar was able to get it in because mother nature just seems to always do its thing but but yeah doubleheader on monday so there you go for all the race fans Did, were you bothered at all by the way the race finished did you want to see him race for what do you think of the ending of the race at which byron won Oh, you guys know I hate when a race ends under caution. I don't care where it's at or why. I mean, just because I want to see it come down to that final last second move, who's going to get it. So I'm always going to be disappointed. Obviously, in this case, you understand why it ends the way that it does. Um, but, yeah, I, I never like that. I, just because I like the excitement factor, right? Who, who got that move to win it? And, you know, Ross Chastain said after, after the race, he's like, I can go to sleep just fine tonight knowing I had a chance, knowing I did make a move to – to try and get the win there, and and so that just kind of is Daytona, and sometimes it unfolds that way, and sometimes it's a you know a true battle to the finish line, but but that was what it was. Listen, NASCAR, by you know, in going to the rule with the green white checkers, because you know it's true. Last time, you know, in the past, in the old school days, you know, races ended under caution all the time. You could have a caution with like three laps to go, and if they can't get it cleaned up, the race ends under caution. Dale Earnhardt's five hundred win right where he broke through after 20 years was under caution so they've tried to change it to where you get as many you know green flag finishes as you can but when the caution comes out that close to the start finish line they don't have to you know what i mean they don't have time to get it thrown so i don't really think there's an issue there but i am with you it is a little bit of a bummer when they don't get to uh to race back to it what do you think about william byron like as a racer right like because i think he's underrated stro I mean, look at how much he won last year. I, I think I also find him to be extremely likable. Charlotte kid who he said it yesterday. He said, I mean, I don't know how this happened. I grew up doing computer racing. Like, but what do you think of him as a racer? Like, I think the dude is a guy to watch for the championship this year. And I'm not sure he gets like, I guess because he shares a team, you know, with guys like Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson. I think he gets overlooked. I think so. I think last year was really like Williams coming out year, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he just was able to find success, find success on multiple types of tracks, made it to the championship for, um, you know, I, I thought he had a great shot going into the race at Phoenix to walk away a champion. Ultimately, it was Brian Blaney's year for that. Um, so I, I, I definitely think because it's the nice guy factor, right? It's maybe it, it was just last year that we saw him coming into his own, him in the 2014 finding success that worked for them. You do have teammates like the most popular driver, uh, Chase Elliott. You have Kyle Larson, who is one of the greatest drivers and will go down when all is said and done is one of the greatest drivers of all time, because there's not a type of track uh, and circuit that the man can't win on. Um, and then you've got Alex Bowman, who's also found his own type of success. And you're racing for Hendrick Motorsports, who has had some of the most legendary guys in the sport come through there, right? So you have to have time to, to find your way and find success and, and come into your own. I mean, he's also still a young young guy, right? And um, finding out who he is on and off the track. And so I think with that, we see more of his personality come out over the last few years. With that has brought, you know, you've seen the success. And so with success, you kind of learn who more of these people are and, and that kind of thing. So 
I think underrated still for sure, but I think the, in the last year, Williams said, okay, we had the one really awesome season. If he can back that up this year, and, and he certainly started off in the best way possible, winning the Daytona 500, I think another year of success kind of shows the world, all right, William Byron is, is the real deal, and it's time to take him seriously. Yeah. Stro, I wrote down uh, five, excuse me, six shows here that's on Netflix. They've got so many dating shows. And I started Ooh. thinking with your fame, your TV connections, how do we get Flounder on one here of these shows? Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to list off the shows. Every week, Stro's got to be asked about Flounder's dating life. Yeah. But these yeah, are, here's an update. Flounder is even more pathetic this week. Can we help? have to be willing. No. Stro will help. Stro, I'm going to give you. I'm help. All right, give me the, give me the shows. I'm going to give you the shows. We try to match up Flounder with what we think is the best show. And then we look up, how do we get Flounder on this show? So there's Love in the Wild. Mm. That is when you go into the woods and you try to survive the wild <laughs> and you have to find love while you both survive the wild. Okay, I can answer that one for you guys. That, no. Yeah, that didn't sound like it'd be it'd be your type of, your cup of tea. There's perfect match, which is pretty self-explanatory. You go on there and you try to find your perfect match. Uh, although there's a lot of moving parts with other people trying to find and take away your match. You're very educated on this. I saw the whole season. Uh, <laughs> I watched it all weekend. There's too hot to handle. That's the one where you get matched up I, with people. I dabbled and, in that and one. And you can't yeah. touch the person, I right? I dabbled in that <laughs> Oh, man. I think we found my show. <laughs> There's uh, Love is Blind. We know that one. That's when you can't see the person and you have to engage with the per engage marriage to the person without seeing them. I like that one. He can, he can rope them in. Without There's them uh -huh. seeing him. Singles Inferno. <laughs> Singles Inferno. What? That's when you're on an island with no Wi-Fi, electricity, and you can't give out your information of who you are to the people until you actually get off the island. What? Then okay. there's dating and related. Um, that is when you go on a resort location <laughs> oh, no. with a brother or sister, and they have to pick the match for you. Okay. So does any of these fit what we need for Flounder? Okay, I think we, I think we can go a couple ways here. Um, Love is Blind, just because right now we know they filmed that last season in Charlotte, yep. so everyone's talking about that. I like the surprise element. It's genuine in the sense that you really have to get to know the person. It can't be shallow and based on looks alone. Um, the last one is interesting. Founder, do you have siblings? I do. I have a sister, yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if... if one of the guys was trying to get on the show as your quote-unquote No, brother, so no, that would not happen. For you. Okay, okay. So that's a possibility. I kind of like the Love in the Wild one because there's the element of, like, you already add, like, the chaos. And yeah. so, like, you get to learn someone's true reaction when things aren't going their way probably immediately. So that could be fun, but Flounder said absolutely not. So we've got it down to two options, I guess. Matt, too hot to handle is one that you apparently know. Flounder doesn't have to touch the person. Too hot to handle is not going to be Flounder's cup of tea. I don't. It seems very, very shallow. Like very. I know that's why I liked very, watching it, Stro. <laughs> it's very superficial. Yeah, that one in Perfect Match is very based on. See, here's the thing. They can see me in those. That one, so that probably isn't boating well. well too hard to handle felt like Instagram models and hunky bros. That's out there. You know? out there. And I don't know. For some reason, I watched at the age of 50. I don't, I don't know what it says about me. <laughs> <laughs> what about Singles Inferno? No Wi-Fi? You don't give out who you really are? It, uh, although it's, Flown needs that Wi-Fi. By the way, that's a South Korean-based dating show, so Flounder may be gone for what? a while. What? Yeah, oh my that, God. come on. What are you trying to say? We know who you are. That sounds like you're already building the foundation on lies, though. We don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or we okay. Lie, or, You're pretending to be somebody else. 
Or maybe that's Flanders' trick. He just completely erases who he is. I can't believe we missed the chance of Love, of Blind, Love is Blind in Charlotte. That would have been the but thing. There, but been there's, only, show, there's only one person actually from Charlotte well, no, that's we, on the oh, show. that's it? Yeah, like two well, or three. Well, that's living in Charlotte in general, though. Come on. Who's from here? Yeah, none of that the, is true, Stro. None that of the females. True. Not that I watched this whole season too. Uh, so far, <laughs> none of the females are from Charlotte. We have a guy. But they live here, right? No, 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 no. no. There's How a guy, does that make any so what sense? Do they they fly him in. They fly him in to do the show. The guy that's got Forrest Gump haircut is from uh, Randleman. And one of the other guys is from uh, the Hickory area, I believe. I think. Yeah, Hickory. Like, John so Reeves where, there? So where are the girls from? Like, are these like? But do they fly them in, Bone? Do yeah. They, it's filmed. In, it's still filmed in Los Angeles. They just didn't have all the Charlotte people. For, so they. Um, oh, I thought it was filmed here. I think they do. They're, they're filming at this the, the uh, L.A. area. Oh. I believe. Okay, so, we got to do some research on that because I I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but. Either Nick Sturdivant, one of our new anchors at CNC, is all in on Love Is Blind. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna need him to get the breakdown because now I feel lied to because everyone's like, oh, you gotta watch it. It's the Charlotte. Yeah, I thought, so I, I, thought I thought I read in the Observer that there's like Charlotte places that are referred to constantly they, throughout the show and stuff uh, like that. Uh, it's no. not a lot. There's a couple people from there unless they film the outside scenes. As I think I read somewhere that they do like outside filming, but yet they still. Do the vast majority of it in Los Angeles? I, I'm not sure. What a sham! Uh, I'm not sure. That is not okay. the Smitty, show for me. So Smitty from the city says they filmed a, in like Charlotte. Oh, did they? Before I don't know. We do an investigative piece on on Love Is Blind. We got to get back to the point. But it's here. not it's very Charlotte. It's not very Charlotte centric, especially early on. They're inside, so it doesn't really make a this difference. This guy says, "Who cares? The show matter. sucks." No, it doesn't. How dare you? How dare you, Bone? I got to be honest though. I thought you were an expert in all these shows. You seem a little shakier than I thought. I thought you had all these down pat. Watched them why, all. Why don't you, you know? watch this show and tell me how much Charlotte you're seeing on this show? I don't really want to watch it. That's not for me. I, I like too hot to handle. It's very like sleazy kind of. You know what I mean? One of the guys, one of the guys is a diehard Eagles fan. You don't find you don't find other fans in the city, do you? I like the sleazy oh show. Oh my god! I like the sleazy show, Stroke, because my life is so boring and lame. So they, I kind of like you know what I mean. Wow, they want to put Flounder on naked and afraid. <laughs> it's not a dating I'm show, man. Some good documentaries for you guys to watch over the weekend. Something like a little educational. But okay, Flounder, work on that. Work on that for us. Um, all right, Stroke. La last the, the last sports thing I wanted to ask you about. Well, wait, wait, wait. We, we accomplished nothing with Flounder's Love Life. Here's what we have to but do. But we, we never do, though. The actual tape, there's casting. So the way this all works, there's casting sites, and there's auditions and all that. But you can just be on file at a casting agency. So we got to make his tape. we got to talk about what he's looking for. And then we just send it to the casting folks. And if a show comes up that they think Flounder's a fit for... He's already on file. And if there's one that we think is a good mm. fit for him, yeah. we can go the extra mile and also try and, and put together something specific. I didn't know that. any of that. That's that is Car okay. Carolina Cowboy says all the filming is done in LA, but they're all supposed to be from Charlotte. They're all currently residing Which in Charlotte. Which I don't know how true that is either, Which, because one's from Boston and one's from LA, so I don't know what's going on there with that. But like Stro said, most of the people that live in this town are from somewhere else. Yeah, so is it I, that I, I don't know. I just know but, that the filming is done at the same spot every time. It's always Los Angeles. And then they, they have different cities involved. All right. Well, we learned a lot about Love is Blind. Stroke, can I ask you a sports question? I kept trying sure. to wrestle the show back to sports here um, uh, from Flounder's Dating Life. But, Stro, you're all over it. All right. Let's get them into databases. All right. Let's do yep, that. That's um, the plan. But I want to ask you about this Panthers offseason. Need a wide receiver badly. And a lot of fans want to trade for whether it's Brandon Ayuk or DJ Metcalf. My Or DK Metcalf, even. Uh, my feeling is that... You don't have a first-round pick. To be able to trade for a wide receiver that's that great, 
it might mean you have to trade Brian Burns. Would you be willing to trade Brian Burns, whether it's directly for the receiver or maybe it's just to get the first-round pick to use to go get a Brandon Ayuk-type receiver? Do you do that sort of? Are you willing to give up Burns if it means you get a bona fide stud number one receiver? Well, I think that ship has sailed for one and two. Burns is an under contract, right? So don't we have to franchise tag him and then you would have to? It would be a tag and trade. Yeah, it would be like a tag and trade done in the off season. But are you willing? Are you willing to give up on Burns if you get a receiver that good, or no? I, I think I think the opportunity to do that trade involving Burns has passed. I think if if those rumors were true a couple seasons ago, that was when the trade was supposed to happen, and that's when, I mean, Burns is, I, I adore him, love him. He's a great locker room guy, great player, all that stuff, and I, I hope this next chapter of his career, whether it's here or wherever it is, works out exactly how he wants to, but uh, last season was a tough year for him and the Panthers all together, so... I don't know who you're looking at on that team that you're going to trade to to get you a first-round pick or to get this stud that you're talking about that you know is going to come in and immediately impact. So maybe it's a tag-and-trade with Burns, but Burns had a down year last year. You know, I, I wonder if he looks back on last year and wishes he wouldn't have showed up week one and just, just would have held out and got the contract he wanted. But um, I don't know that it works out that way. I, I'm also sentimental. Burns is one of my favorite locker room guys and has never said no to an interview. So I hate to lose a guy like that in Carolina. So, you know. So you I'm are skeptical. You're not liking this idea. <laughs> Stroh is no, very, Stroh much more likes the idea of trying to get flounder on a dating show than the one of trading <laughs> Brian Burns. Stroh was like, can we go back to the previous discussion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're making me try and say trade one of my one of one of my favorites. So no, like Burns is. I don't want to trade him either, Stro. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just so you know, it's like you're not. You know what I mean? I'm the same way. I f- I would rather I would rather go after a lesser receiver in free agency where you don't have to give up draft picks and keep Brian Burns personally. And I you think know? the defense, you know, I mean, to me has been a solid unit, and they were focused on keeping that, you know, the defensive staff together. You've got the pieces there for the most part to, to be successful in that area next year. So, yeah, it's the offense that needs a lot of fine tuning. Um, but I'm just, I'm not sure how you fix that right now. So, all right, Stro. I figured out the uh, filming. I'm with you. I figured I'm with out you. the uh, filming situation here. The first part of the show, the pods where they can't see each other, that's always filmed in Los Angeles. Once they match up and go about their engagement, it goes to the city that is that year city. So Charlotte will be seen much at more the end, once at the they end. Couple so up. What I was talking about was the pods are always L.A. Then they when they break off to their regular lives, it will become Charlotte. All right, there you go. There when you do go. they take the blindfolds off? They don't want that to get taken off. By the way, you are so good to watch the show this weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, God. We did well here. I felt like we did well here. My wife Trump. wants to watch it. I've been kind of like stiff-arming her. Like, eh, I don't really want to watch this one. She, uh, so, But anyway, she wants to watch it. All right, Stro, you're the best. You've got a wide range in, in subject matter you can cover on this show, and we appreciate you for that. Watch Ashley Strohline on WCNC. Be good, Stro. Thank you. Appreciate you guys, and I really what I've just gathered from the dating scenario yeah. here is I feel like T Bone really just wants to get Flounder on a show 
so he can live out his reality dating. That could oh, be exactly. That could bingo. be a, No, because I want, a, I want a roofer flounder to fail on television. Oh, that's so. That ain't right. That, that ain't Maggie, right. Maggie, you would too, wouldn't you? I want, the t- I want the radio discussion of flounder being on a dating show. Oh, of all course the listeners you do. Watch. So you guys are in it for all the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, right that makes reasons. sense. And some of these shows, they don't show them for like a year later, so flounder would have knowledge that he can't tell us yeah, what it that's is. that's true. That's true. All right, Stro, be good. We'll talk to you. <laughs> There you go, Ashley Strohline joining us. So last week we did football is blind, where we don't know what team we're watching each week. God, that would be nice. Seriously, I would love a blindfold on during Panther games (laughs) and make me a lot happier. (laughs) By the way, the uh, NASCAR talk about Will William Byron's first Daytona 500 win, heck, his first non DNF in the 500. That is brought to you by Dale Earnhardt Chevy. It serves as our uh, weekly NASCAR report. Dale Earnhardt Chevy in Newton, North Carolina. Check him out at EarnhardtChevy.com. Yes, we come back. It's the wrap-up. We get you set for the night in sports, including a monster game in Winston-Salem on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back in Bone Show with you by by the way, coming down the home stretch, Chef Rickard, Colin, get ready to do show on sports today. I'm in on Love is Blind. Colin sold me on it. <laughs> Colin came in with so much passion for the show. Which, by the way, he I said up front, yeah, my wife wanted to watch it. That's why we're watching. You know who wanted to watch the show. But he then proceeded to talk about it with as much passion as he talks about Tar Heel basketball. Yeah. Like, that's how into the show he was. I'm like, yeah, I can tell you're really being dragged to the couch so to watch this show. 12 episodes. They dropped the first six <laughs> last week. Then they're going to drop three more tomorrow. Okay, okay. Then the so final three, uh, the 28th. So you got some time. Remember the name Matthew on this show, Macker. So I'm not going to spoil anything here. You're a reality TV show guy. I want you to think to yourself, is this guy real, an actor, or a psychopath? Possible serial killer. We're not sure yet. Watch Matthew on this show. By the way, we do have some breaking Hornets news per Shams. The Hornets have signed center Marquise Bolden to a 10-day contract. They had an open roster Mm. spot following the Kyle Lowry buyout. Duke legend, Big Keese, Marquise Bolden. Uh, is in the mix now. There you that? go, baby. Big move. Championship. That combined with the new look Hornets already being 3-0. and Championship, baby, I feel like. By the way, people... That, that's maybe not the Duke center we need to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already tried Vernon Carey. That one didn't we work. We need Mark so Williams in there, one. man. Mark Williams would help. I feel like that can work as long as he can ever get healthy again. Uh, apparently, Kyle Bailey is in on Love is Blind. Text line's telling us. 
Damn. Is he? Yeah. A whole station. How about that? So there, I got to get back, in on back, this. Now back. I got to get in. Now yeah. I feel like I'm missing out. We got to finish up. We're watching Morning Show. I don't know if you ever watched that one with Jen and Reese. I love Jen and Reese. Um, and we were watching Morning Show right now, and we got like, I would say, five right. episodes. And then we're through all three seasons, waiting for the fourth. So then I think Love is Blind is the move, man. I'm too enticed. Colin sold me. The rest of y'all really weren't selling me. Colin came in with such unbridled enthusiasm for this show that I feel after, like he sold me. After Love is Blind, you need to go to Perfect Match and check out that show as well. And he, here's the deal. Basically, any show that Nick Lachey is hosting right now or, or Vanessa Lachey on Netflix, yeah. they're all relatively the same. They're all addicting. Okay. Yeah. They're all solid to and you. And this is why I didn't have Netflix for a year because I said, I got to get away from these shows. I got to stop watching this stuff. Now I got it back. Now I'm watching all the stuff I missed in the past. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, shout out to my perfect match, my wife, Christina. It is the 20th anniversary today of our first date. 20th anniversary of our that? first date, and she's still with me. How about that? All you haters. There we go. There we go. Where, where did you go on your first date? What a hero she we is, We went by to the way. a Mexican restaurant, and today to celebrate, we're going out for Mexican today. And didn't Ooh. you, uh, we'll try to clean this up here, didn't you make a dirty joke on your first date, and it almost ended About all the-, the sauce that was on her enchilada. And we discussed this yesterday. Bang! And I, I, she thought I was like, she was so worried she was with like a creep. Because she's like, who makes that kind of joke ever, much less on a first date? So on a reality show, you almost <laughs> screwed up the first meeting. I did. It's a miracle, man. It's a miracle. I saved it from that moment. And then the second date, Bone, I don't know if people care about this, but I'll share this. The second date, we went to the movie theater. Before we went in, I tried to get her to split a soda with me to cut costs. <laughs> She God, said, what? "No offense, it's only our second date, and I don't even think I don't even think I'd want to split a soda I if we were married. Know. And I can verify she doesn't want to split sodas now that we're married. And then during the movie, it was thirteen going on thirty, the Jennifer Garner movie, very chicky flick. I went to. Well, during the movie, I went out the wrong exit. Uh-huh. This was one I thought the exits were in the front of the theater, but you have to go right back behind you." I closed the door and I was in the hallway headed right out to the parking lot. I had to circle. I had to go out through the parking lot and circle all the way back in. Tell the people in the theater. I had my ticket. So I showed her my ticket. And then my wife is like, you've been gone for 10. Where have you been? You just were going to the bathroom. And I had to explain I went the wrong. How did how did I make all these mistakes on the first two dates and still marry this amazing? How did this? You know what? If I could still marry her and be with her for all these years after all those mistakes, there's hope for the Panthers. There is. She probably thought to herself, well, it's got to get better from here. <laughs> and she's probably right now still thinking it's got to get better from she's here. She's waiting. Yeah, you're right. She is. <laughs> you need she's to waiting take, for it. Get, the getting better part. You need, you need to take her out to a Mexican restaurant tonight and then go to the movies and try to make up for all this. <laughs> Let's do a double. Let's do a double. Let's try to use that same joke again and see if it flies Okay, I'll right, yeah, just for all times. We'll work that in. Uh, by the way, let's see what we have on the text line uh, right here. 704-570-9610. Hit us up on the text line. This texter says, shocker. AC says, shocker that Mac doesn't like shrimp and grits more than eating chicken nuggets and bacon shirtless. <laughs> Why is he coming up in my kitchen, man? That, I just, sounds, that sounds amazing, I think by shrimp the way. and grits are kind of mid. Like, I know people hate me for that around I don't here. really. I'm not, a don't? Bi- I'm not a big grits fan in general, but I, I mean, I... You put shrimp in the grits. Well, the game has then therefore changed. I agree. I agree with another texter says, for some reason, I feel like Mac is a chicken nuggy and ketchup guy. No, that's bone. That's bone, sir. All right. I'm a honey mustard and nuggy guy. All right. Let's get it straight. Uh, yeah. 
I, I don't really. Like, what? What? Are you, like, what's the matter? Anyway, does, it, does the chicken taste good? Who cares what shape it's in? But you dip it in the, in the ketchup. No, I'm honey mustard. Okay, well, I'm honey mustard too. Then we got the same thing there. Unless, I, unless I have, I nothing. thought you were a dip the chicken in the ketchup. No, unless I just have nothing else. But normally it's honey mustard or it's, barbecue sauce or. I've gone through every McDonald's uh, sauce there is. Deacon Donna has an idea for a new dating show for one of the streaming apps. Oh, boy. It's all for radio guys. Love is on the air. <laughs> That's a perfect name, by the way. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are plenty of desperate radio guys as well, so it might work. Would that be funny not a bad idea. to see a bunch of guys, all of us have faces for radio trying to, sports, to woo women? Sports talk radio dating. I think what that could be entertaining. I think you're on to something, Donna. All right, we got we have to get out of here. Good work out of bone. I could go Flat. for some Mexican food in a movie tonight myself. <laughs> hey, everybody, let's do it. Well, let, I'll announce the locations. <laughs> everybody can come hang out. Um, we got to get out of here tonight. Wake and Pitt, a very big game for Bubblicious ACC teams. NC State, can't call them on the bubble. That that rally against Clemson was amazing, but you can't call them on the bubble yet. They got work to do. They got the cues at home tonight, so we'll watch that. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm sure we'll talk Panthers tomorrow. Thanks for hanging with us. Rickard and Colin coming up next. Here better. goes Jalen Brown. Herding <laughs> sheep and growing sheep and whatever you've done in Sheep. You find that dude shirtless under your bed, I'm telling you, you're crying for your mama. If Bryce wants to gain weight, just eat a lot of cheese and sit around more. <laughs> I think you should dress like sheep herders. I think you should dress like sheep farmers. I'm <laughs> talking fast like this, you gotta dress hot fast like this, and you're screaming out there, you'll get it out very fast. 92.7, the boomer. Just